0: Hey mama, hey mama, hey mama, what's she doing? Hello friends, welcome to Co-Parenting, your Thrive Guide podcast. My name is Deborah Lene and I am the host of the podcast and as always I am so grateful that you have chosen to join me again for this time together and I am very, very grateful. I hope everyone has had a good week. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about last week's episode where I talked about forgiveness and uh, learning to forgive your ex. It It is such a work in progress. And I will say that after I released that episode, there was a situation that came up in my own life and with my ex and it took a lot of practicing what I was preaching, right? <laughs> and so it's just I just wanted to reiterate the importance, right, of learning to forgive and that it's a daily process and it's not a one-time shot deal and that for all of us just learning to as everyday issues come up, learning to deal with those and learning to forgive along the way is much easier than letting it build up right so I just wanted to come on and say that first of all that it was so funny when I released that and then um, my ex and I got into verbal confrontation over something with Ava and it just was just a reminder for me that no matter where you are in your co-parenting journey that it always is a work in progress and learning to forgive is just part of that journey. So in thinking about this week's episode I was particularly drawn to guidelines for co-parents dating after divorce and this particular subject I will say is based on experience and based on me not doing it correctly And then also based on various conversations that I've had with Bree, my oldest daughter, who's an adult now, about how I did things right and wrong when she was little, when her father and I divorced and the things I didn't do right. And I just wanted to give some guidelines for dating after your divorce. I thought that when I got divorced, well, let me, let me say that I was taught that you're never allowed to date or be married after you're divorced. So being raised in, in the religion that I was raised in, that was never an option. Like once you're divorced, you have to stay single and be miserable if, if being married is one of your goals. So I fought a lot against that, obviously, but putting Happiness on hold, and is that the right thing to do? Should you put your personal happiness on hold? And I struggle, and for years, with should I do this? Should I not? Should I remarry? Should I not? Should I bring another person into my child's life? And I will say, for most of Bree's life, I dated various people, I had various relationships. And, um, I was single, you know, a long time. And for most of Bree's life, I was single. And so I dated a lot. I'm not going to lie, but I think, you know, some of the things that I didn't think about, I was a young mother. And so some of the things that I didn't think about was when I was thinking about, should I put happiness on hold? I was like, no, like I'm going to live my life, you know, whatever. But, I think that if we acknowledge to ourselves that our children may view dating as a threat to their personal time and their experience with you, and even if they don't voice it, it is a real thing, right? So I think we first need to acknowledge that our children, depending on their age, now Ava was very young. When I was divorced, Bree was very young. When I was divorced, so I think, you know, it it depends on your children, obviously. I think that acknowledging that the children may view it as a threat is an important thing, framework, when you go into thinking about dating or starting to date again. And I also think being very clear with the kids about that you need adult time. And I know for me, In my journey now with Ava, I have chosen not to date um, and that is a very personal choice for me Um, and I have chosen not to date because I have other things that I want to focus on and I am very busy and have a very full life and so I have chosen not to focus on that right now. That's just something for me personally. But for years, I dated. I dated a lot. I dated a lot of different people. And so, obviously, we need adult time. And I think being clear with your children that we need adult time is important, too. Some kids, you know, they don't like it when their parents date. But I think it's all in how you approach it. And explaining to the kids that you're the most important thing in my life and that I want to spend time with you, but I also want to spend time with adults, and people my own age. I think that in that framework, you can encourage the kids to accept their feelings, but don't allow them to dictate your love life, right? And I think children who are particularly manipulative are usually fearful that events in their life are spinning out of control. So rather than viewing it simply as a bad behavior as parents, we should recognize it as a child's attempt to regain control, right, and and restore a sense of order. So, I think that if you make sure, if you have a child that's particular, particularly, sorry, uh, manipulative, you can make a sacred space for you and your child where it's just regularly scheduled times for parent and child with no new boyfriend. Or, girlfriend, they're not a part of it. And um, I think that those things as a framework will help. I think that if you first, one of the first guidelines that I would give is to validate and reassure the children that they are the priority and that letting them know that you love them no matter what and giving them reassurances and acknowledging their feelings and giving them hugs even if they are resistant to it. Um, I think if you bring it up in where you're not going to immediately introduce them to a boyfriend or a girlfriend but that you bring up I may start dating again and just give them time to process it I think is very, very important. The other guideline is don't have a revolving door, which in all authenticity on my part, I did not do with Brie. I did have several men and boyfriends of mine in and out of her life. And so I will mark that up to big parenting learning experience as a mother and as a newly single mother and in my early 20s mother. I think that while I didn't do it right, in terms of a no revolving door, so not having men in and out of her lives, I have recognized that. And I have chosen not to do that with Ava. Kids, they don't need to see guys coming in and out, right? I think that They need to see you in a stable adult relationship. And so I think if you can limit the revolving door, I think that's really important. And every kid is different considering, obviously, you have to consider the child's temperament and their developmental age. But I think that you can always go into the conversation with the child as you're going to introduce them to a friend and making it the concept of a friend instead of, like someone's coming in to be a stepfather or stepmother. I think if you introduce it as a friend, that makes everything nice. And I think another guideline is keeping it neutral and keeping it spontaneous and fun. And I think first, second, third meetings of a significant other should occur in a neutral location, and one where there's no pressure. So maybe you, depending on the age of the children, maybe you want to go to the water parks. Maybe you want to go to a putt putt course, or the movies, or Chuck E. Cheese, whatever, depending on the children. And I don't think you want to say, oh, this is my boyfriend. I know that a friend of mine, when she was starting out her, her dating after divorce, she and her boyfriend, well, she went to the park and was like, oh, and her boyfriend came and was there with his kids. And they were like, oh, they pretended like they ran into them accidentally at the park. And so I think that was a a great idea where you make it kind of a spontaneous, neutral location where there's no pressure to react. So I would not maybe say the first introduction would be a restaurant, right, where a kid has to sit there because kids really aren't, I mean, they might like restaurants, but they're not trying to have a a conversation, right? So I think that's a really cool thing. Another thing I would say is to reconsider uh, any romantic sleepovers. Obviously, unless you're very, very serious and the kids have known the parents a long time, I think that adolescents are watching and they're going to model you and kids do what what parents do right and so I would say that you could reserve sleepovers for nights when the kids are away from the parents these are all just guidelines that I thought would be helpful and things that I wish I would have done better as a single mother in my 20s than I have as a single mother in my 40s I would say another guideline is no step parent discipline. And I think that, especially if they don't know them that well, I definitely believe that step parents should not be the disciplinarians and feel like that should be something that is reserved for parents only. And that might be controversial for bonus moms. And obviously, I understand that every. Parenting, step parent, co parenting relationship is set up differently. But all I'm saying is be very careful about a step parent disciplining. Encourage the other parent relationship. Now, this is a guideline that when you are adding a new adult to a relationship, I also think it's important that you talk to your other co parent that hey maybe in a few weeks, I'm going to be introducing our child to a friend. And so I think giving them that heads up is super important. It's it's out of respect. And you might initially feel like I don't have to tell them I'm dating anyone. But I will say that for the sake of the child, it is better that the parent is given a heads up. I think so. Now, I did not do that with Bree, but I would definitely do that with Ava now just out of respect for the relationship with Ava and her father. And then I think in supporting that and letting the other parent know that, hey, this is what we're doing. This is what I'm doing. And just to give them time to maybe process. And obviously it depends on you know, your relationship with them. I do think that um, some people are like, should I remarry? And obviously, I think remarriage is a good thing. I do. I think if that's what you want in your life, I'm not particularly I don't ever plan on marrying again. But I think depending on your situation, I think that remarriage is a good thing. And it's another adult in the house and another person to love your child, right? And so I think that's great. And if you can provide a, an example of a healthy, loving relationship, and if you're happy and you're balanced, then you're going, we are going to be a better role model for our children. And so if you approach remarriage as a team, I think, you'll be able to help the kids go through whatever changes that they're going to have to go through. And it's a new beginning for them to evolve. And I think if you do that, you can make it more of a team effort. And I think even when it comes to weddings, letting kids have a voice, like letting them choose desserts or whatever, I think all of those things will help with the children getting used to the idea of you being married. I know this is kind of a short segment this week, but I thought that it was on my mind. And so I thought, you know, let me just talk about things in which I should have done differently or better and where dating can be such a weird time, especially after divorce and, I just think that giving the mutual respect to the other parent and having a conversation with with them before you choose to introduce the children is super super important to the continual healing and consideration of your co-parenting journey. I hope you all have a great week. I am looking forward to seeing you all next week and I will talk to you soon. Hey, mamas, thank you so much for joining me again today on co parenting your Thrive Guide podcast. You can download your free Thrive Guide on my website at DebraLenay.com. If you enjoyed the show today, don't forget to rate and review me wherever you get your podcast. It really goes in supporting the podcast. And I would really appreciate your feedback, good or bad. I would love to hear from you. My new podcast comes out every Monday, so please join me next Monday. Until next time, I am Deborah Linnae, and remember for this week to lead your conversations with honesty, clarity, and love, and always give grace extended.